Welcome to Survivor Cast. Cast, 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 International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're talking Survivor UK, hon. Episode 10, Redux, Pulautiga, to UK with love. How can you love UK? Crayons to perfume. Crayons to perfume. So funny. Tell us, Lulu. To UK with love. Can't believe we've made it to episode 10. I, I'm kind of impressed with us. And I'm really loving it this time. <clears throat> you know, I think I'm loving hating it this time. <laughs> it's uh, definitely gotten my galls up. I need to... Oh, gotten my galls up. <laughs> Hashtag get my galls up. I need to... Issue an official apology. A good time to do so, because with the new season of Survivor South Africa beginning, Nico reminded us that these aren't people, but they're edits that we're dealing with. And we should remember when covering and interacting with them that. So, but you were going to apologize to. Who reminded us of what? Nico, the host of Survivor South Africa, (laughs) not us directly. But oh. the community at large. That Did like, he? J- just like, oh, with the new season of South Africa beginning, just remember that, you know, when you like talk about these people on social media, this is a highly edited television show and blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> Which I think is fair. Right. I mean, like we never like I, I think it's mostly speaking to an unfortunate sector of fandom that will like start sending out death threats to people or oh god yeah that's like like, you're a terrible person and deserve to die because of how you conducted yourself (laughs) on this like and that's crazy that is crazy at the most maybe we get a little feisty about someone's gameplay but i think we always keep it centered on their gameplay and not who they are as a person Mm, i'm pretty sure i called someone a cunt last time (laughs) i think you were calling their gameplay a cunt okay i'm pretty sure their actions in the game yes i was but But I used some language that was unnecessary and derogatory, and I just want to apologize because even though they were being little buttholes, Mm. jerks, jerk faces, idiots, selfish pieces of shit, I don't know. Any, any Any of the things, I shouldn't have called them cunts. It does lead me to, first of all, I love that you're getting ahead of the controversy. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, here's I am. the thing because the episode has not yet been dropped. We're banking some episodes to get ahead of new stuff coming. <laughs> Don't so tell them we have what's a banked happening. episode, and you're apologizing <laughs> before that banked episode has been released. So we'll have the controversy and the apology banked before anything's released. You so. know, I just felt like it's necessary i calmed down after all the food and everything of the last challenge 
I've settled into my britches. I'm not as angry. You're a big person. I love it. Mm. I am a big person. <laughs> You're <laughs> morally inside. And outside. Oh, don't turn it into a, <laughs> that type of joke. <laughs> Well, I think it's the perfect time, Jacqueline, to go into wee, wee. news time. Do you have any news you want to share? Um, I think that I don't. Okay, I love it because I've got some things. <laughs> really? I googled UK. Do you know that there's currently an extreme heat wave striking the UK? Oh, you know what? I actually do know that there's an extreme heat wave striking the UK. Because I saw this hilarious meme that said to all of the people or to all of the colonizers in the UK, remember that your ancestors, like, destroyed and colonized an entire nation in this heat. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I did know there was a heat wave in the UK. Apparently, Wales is having their highest temperatures ever reported, and runways are melting in the UK. So that's wild, huh? I'm looking up top tags of hashtag UK. Let's see. Okay, but I, can I go through all mine first? Sure, I love it. Okay, another fun thing. Wild bison to return to the UK for thousands of years. The first time in thousands of years. Oh, damn, that's sweet. Some uh, fucking early Monday morning, they released some bison in Kent, hoping to spread them throughout the England countryside. Ooh. Bison in England, Jackie. Bison in England. They're going to be eating crumpets and drinking tea. Well, you know... Bison are native to North America, where buffalo are native to India and Africa. So I'm surprised that it's specifically bison, because that'd be harder to get there than buffalo from India. Yeah, interesting that they went with bison. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now another news segment I want to highlight. We've been tracking whether or not the queen is possibly alive or not. Yes. She did make an appearance three days ago. I know last episode we talked about how she popped up on a balcony during her jubilee. She made a surprise visit to a hospice in Maidenhead, and there's a photo Mm. of her signing the book. Because she's being checked into <laughs> fucking hospice. Right. That's not very subtle. Um, I don't know, peeps. I'll leave it to you how official this photo <laughs> looks. Could be a lookalike. Okay. And I have one more piece of news before you jump into yours here. But mine says breaking. My last one is just that uh, Jordy. Remember Jordy from Survivor Australia? I do. He's apparently going to be on Survivor Australia Heroes versus Villains. As a villain or a hero? I'm sure as a villain. And he had to leave his, his fiance Sam Frost behind to film it. Oh, no. Poor Sam. Okay. Did you have some news? How is that UK news? Uh, you know, Australia is part of the UK, isn't it? No. No? Um, <laughs> breaking. Breaking news. Oxander Zinchenko okay. to Arsenal is a done deal. Oh, damn. So the Arsenal football team just got this new football player like four hours ago. Does our, do our, does this podcast, do we support Arsenal? Uh, no, we don't. Who do we support? Manchester United? No, we don't support either. 
isn't football like inherently kind of racist and environmentally it's like poor? It's super problematic for sure. But yeah. you know, football around the world mm. is the most done sport because you really you can utilize the least amount of supplies for it oh of course yes yes you can draw uh, goal soccer and is the everyman sport because yes. all you need is something to kick and anything to use as a goal marker mm -hmm. anyone can play it exactly absolutely yes cool good news corner all right i love it i love you i love you okay oh hun uh so jumping into episode 10 and let's get some sparks flying. I do want to say a quick shout out to Nephoria and Dumwaldo. I'm not going to explain that. Just shout out to those two. You know it. If you do. If Last you episode. Goodbye, James. Bye, Jamesy Poo. Our second jury member. Now we have Andy and James hanging out together. God, we'll get to that. I, with the, these two <laughs> together, it's some bad things happening at the Ponderosa. They're just praying a lot, Cody. And making t-shirts. Yes. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Predicting 9-11. We're so close to 9-11. Like, we're weeks out from 9-11 happening. Well, good thing they'll be out of pull out Tiga before then. And they're prophetic t-shirts, Jackie. Yeah. Okay. 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 Could there have been a fourth plane that crashed onto pull out Tiga? Hoping to hit the survivor tribe. <laughs> Hoping to take out. Mark Austin specifically, <laughs> who have a B still hosting oh, Survivor South Africa. What? Uh, who are you imitating there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Middle Eastern plane jackers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving uh, on. I'm sure I was imitating someone British. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> who would that be? <laughs> Sounds like someone from Australia. Actually. Yep, those you from know those British people involved in the 9/11 plane hijackings. <laughs> I forgot those the couple of British people thrown in there that you were definitely doing your British accent of. Absolutely. Okay, so it's day 29 on the island, and there are seven people left. Yes. Still some food tension. Yes, there is food tension, um, and. Everyone's kind of picking on Pete's, like, weakness in regards to the lack of food he's had. I feel like we've hit these talking points a lot in the last <laughs> couple of episodes. But, yes, Pete is lethargic and depressed and hungry. And everyone else is annoyed at Pete because he's being a big baby. And Zoe specifically says that he's over there sitting on his arse thinking about his next catalog job. Thinking about his next catalog job? Because he's a model, so, like, his, like, pictures in the magazine or whatever the fuck. Zoe has a lot of harsh words for Pete specifically in this episode. She has harsh words for literally everyone. Zaddy? Zaddy. Zaddy. Zoe is... <laughs> Zaddy Zoe. Because she is, is a, a zaddy. cranky little bitch. Later she says, like, it's pathetic that he's so tired and fussy because he's such a big lumberjack of a man, but he's acting like a girl's blouse. What a what a fucking psycho. Some toxic masculinity. Yeah. I like this did not age well for you, Zoe, at all. So Eve, on the other hand, is very upset at the proposition that some people who need more rice because they're bigger may be given more protein portions 
and just was like, oh, how are we going to track like our metabolic rate? And how would you even go about just because I'm physically smaller doesn't mean that I don't necessarily need as much nourishment and fair points, maybe, maybe just not expressed in the best way. Yeah. And also, let, let's just like not get down to those levels of talking about rice. Like, yes, we know we're not going to be able to figure out exactly how much rice everyone's body needs to function at its best form. Like, that's... Well, I know. It's kind of that thing of, oh, a suggestion is made and you don't like it, but you're going to act like it's the most preposterous thing in the world when really it's like, oh, you give Pete a little bit more rice because he's a big dude and might need a little bit more food than a tiny lady. Mm -hmm. Isn't the craziest thought and it's okay to be opposed to it, but you don't need to act like it's like, oh, we need like a fucking laboratory to figure this out. I know. There's a lot of t- strategy and like further down game talk with the ladies as they're walking down to the well. They talk about how exciting mm. it will be once they get to start voting off non-Ular people. I believe they said, yes, a sickening excitement. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like the Zoe and Eve. And, and they I think also, Jackie's with them. Jackie's there, too. They talk about how much they hate Charlotte, one of their favorite pastimes. And Eve says that she hasn't even been speaking her mind. And, like, both Zoe and Jackie are surprised by this. So it's like, bitch, you must be a bigger bitch than you've been acting <laughs> right. like. What have you not been saying exactly? Yes. They also discuss how camp will probably be nicer once Pete is gone. Or Jackie's like, well, once Pete's gone, I won't feel guilty as much because he's having such a hard time. And Zoe and Eve kind of balk at this because it's like, well, come on now. He's just a big fucking baby. And then we get a talking head of Zoe being surprised that Pete hasn't eaten his Bible yet. (laughs) Zoe was like absolutely no sympathy for Pete. Negative sympathy for Pete. And also, just like, yeah, I'm sick of him fucking reading from his Bible all the time, which, to be fair, would be pretty annoying. As a, like, non-religious person, I'm sure that that would, like, bother you greatly. Also, like, Eve saying, like, oh, I've been to Bosnia and seen real people with hunger. Well, we can, that's that's more in response to Charlotte, I feel like. True, but But probably also Pete. It's like, yeah, and like some white savior moment where you're like, I'm a sure, missionary, yeah, yeah, or some tour, one of the two. So, however, you're seeing these people in Bosnia, I'm sure, like, you also are part of the fucking problem, bitch. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so against no, Eve no, no. I, I and get you. Zoe I feel at you. this point. It's they're highly unlikable. They're yes, grating. Um, but I don't want to be to them as they are to Charlotte. I um, suppose. I will say. Eve brings up this thing again of, oh, you have to like lay Pete's food out for him and put his rice and his fork in the rice and call him the dinner. And then he just mopes around. It's like, why do that? Why? Yeah. I mean, cook rice and then just Just be be like, like, oh, dinner's ready. If you want some rice, come get some Pete. Well, no, it's because they're portioning out everyone's food is the thing. I know. So what is. Because they want to make sure everyone has the same amount. So. They're literally doing that for everyone, but because he, like, mopes about for the rest of the time, they're, like, making it this talking point that's not necessary. I I think you're you're absolutely right. And then also, so Charlotte mentions, which she is being a bit melodramatic, I think, that she has, like, a distended abdomen as if she's, like, a starving person with a big round belly. The thing that literally happens when you're, like, in the final stages of starving to death because... 
your stomach's like releasing all kinds of like fucked up gases and shit, right? Yeah. Don't think it's happening to you, Charlotte. Mm, don't think so. And that's when Eve brings up the Bosnia thing. When I, you're right, it's like you don't look great in this conversation <laughs> either, Eve. You can call out Charlotte for being melodramatic without getting on some weird white lady savior kick. Hundred percent. When I was trying to convert the natives of Bosnia to Christianity. I saw real hunger. I saw rounder tummies than you could ever imagine. This isn't... This An is, accent? That's a transatlantic mm, accent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll trust you. Okay. Okay. So... Are you and, ready for reward? Yes. Okay. Let's go to reward. Mark Austin tells us that if you think of the game as walking a tightrope, this next challenge will be for you. It's legit a balancing act. I, like, am surprised at what this is and also think it's maybe Charlotte's first chance to actually win something. <laughs> right. Maybe. So we have multiple heats of balancing where we start off with everyone and then, the you know, you a certain number of people make it across the balance beam and then we go from seven to four and then we go from four to three. And then, and then three, three to, to two. two. And then Those whoever gets there fastest. To the last longest balance beam. Gets a chance to walk it. If they fall off. The other person would get a chance. Or they just win. We'll see. We'll get to it. And what are they going to win, Cody? They're going to win a full English breakfast. We definitely have to celebrate the end of the season with a full English breakfast. I was going to say, I want to make you a full English breakfast tomorrow. Damn, girl. Should I? I mean... That'd be fun. Do we have all the things? We probably do. We have beans. We have toast. We have bacon. We have eggs. We have tomato. Yeah. Shit. I think we just need some type of potato. We need some type of starch, I think. To make it in, we do have Earl Grey tea as well. We do have Earl Grey tea. Let's look this up not on the pod because I feel like we've already talked and looked up. We've definitely had English breakfast we do talk need on the pod before. Just potatoes, I think. I do think we should also do it to celebrate the end. On the finale episode, we should also eat a full English breakfast. I'm pretty sure we have frozen potatoes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's we will what do you, it. That's for the what you will win if you win this challenge but you cannot share it he's very specific on this one person only yeah bitches okay so we start balance beam heat number one and it kind of sounds like the music is trying to do a drum roll as they're walking but then it morphs into more like natural island survivor music there's some there's like some drum drum roll-esque noises on the uh soundtrack really nice uh Folio drum work noise there, Jacqueline. <laughs> Thanks. I could not do that. You've got a skilled tongue. Wink. Mm, you so know. moving right on. <laughs> You've been so blue on the pod lately. You are the one who said it first. I know, but then you had to highlight it, which makes it so much worse. And now we're talking about it. Mm. Mick falls first. He's, he's the such first a big one. splasher. He's a big splasher. And then uh Char, Richard, and Pete make it almost right away. Yes, and then there's a little bit of time where people are jockeying for that fourth position. Mick has enough time to get up and fall off his balance beam like three more times. So does uh, Zoe, but then Eve eventually makes it. So we have Eve, Richard, Pete, and Charlotte moving on to the next heat. Yes, and now one of them will be eliminated. Heat number two. Richard falls very early. And then Charlotte falls really hard and, like, hangs onto her beam for a second and, like, spins around it almost. Right. But then it's like, oh, there's no way I'm getting back up. Falls. And then it's Eve versus Pete. 
your hopes of Charlotte winning this dashed against the rocks. Dashed. So quickly. Come on, Charlotte. Pete V. Eve, Dawn of Balance Beams. Uh, moving on to the final round. Second to last. Racing to that long beam. Pete gets there first. Literally by like half a step and almost falls when he gets there. Photo finish, truly. And then so he gets the first attempt and he crawls across it. He like doesn't even go for the walk. He just like lays down and does the like shimmy. A real clown move. I mean, it's like, I'm going to get this fucking food, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to let this go no matter what. Exactly. He does like desperately need food. He has been crying like a little baby. So he wins his breakfast. Um, I'm a little bit sad that Eve doesn't even get an attempt. I wish that it was like, now Eve, if you can make it across, then we start over and then Pete has to go again. And then if he doesn't fall, then mm. you go. I guess that would just be endless. That would be endless. <laughs> I guess I just want to see. You could time it. You could have like who oh, could do it be, the quickest. Be, it should be a timed thing. Or there should just be two long balance beams and it's just whoever gets to the end. There shouldn't be one. Exactly. The last, like there shouldn't be this extra round. Everything in Survivor UK is built to be anticlimactic. It's a little topsy-turvy. So then Peter is elated, he's gripping his head, and he's weeping, and he's like, I can go on. I can go on for my English breakfast. Only Mark claps for him when he wins. Yeah. And Jackie and Mick are both wearing an A and an H shirt, so it says ah. Or ha. Well, but they were arranged by ah. I bet they were like, is there an awe of Pete winning? But if somebody that they hadn't liked won, they would have rearranged to say ha mockingly. And Pete starts crying. Yeah, he's gripping his head and crying. Zoe is really confused by that reaction. He says, I can go on now because he's wanted food so badly. Okay. Should we take a quick break before we head back to camp? Well, should we talk about the little bit pre-immunity? Sure. Okay. So Eve tells... Uh, Pete that now that he's got a breakfast coming he better not be moping around like a miserable old git and he better be getting the water and the fucking fish the water and the fish yeah they said you better be going on water runs and going to catch us fish oh because you'll have more energy I exactly see. I thought you said get the water in the fish and I no. didn't understand what euphemism that would be it's a classic the UK in the fish, saying in the rice. don't forget to get the water it's in the, the fish one spice. okay, okay. Um, Thanks for singing over my nonsense with your other song. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Pete says he won because he was praying and reading his Bible and God gave him the win. It's hilarious that he does fully imply that like the Lord rewarded his prayers with a victory. And then he went to his Bible and was asking everybody, hey, girl. Well, because he's looking up. He's like, okay, at the last tribal, Andy had these numbers on his T-shirt. So I looked them up in my Bible. Well, because he couldn't remember. So he was having to ask everybody, hey, girl, what are those numbers that were on his shirt? Yes. And the numbers were like 429. Yeah, 1429. Okay. And apparently it's something about God telling Peter that he can walk on water. But it's like so many fucking chapters in the Bible have a 1429. I know. So what made you choose which fucking chapter you look this up in? You know, he just found the one that fit the best. I'm sure he looked up multiples. All of them. Let's look up all of the 1429s and see which one fits this best. Little does he know that Andy's trying to tell him he needs to look up flight logs. Certain flights, 
certain tower numbers, certain people on certain planes. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Um, there's a really great night shot of everybody having a little chit chat. Yeah, talking about how much they miss their family and how they don't want to take them from granted for granted. And Charlotte's like, I didn't even have to come here to know that, you stupid bitches. <laughs> and then someone else is like, you say that now, but it's all going to go back to normal once you go home. <laughs> like, why is everyone so pessimistic and mean? Because they hate Charlotte. Zoe also correctly mocks Pete for thinking that God allowed him to win because he prayed hard enough. In the morning, Pete is untangling a net and Jackie wants to take Pete's portion of rice but they decide that it's his to give away, not theirs to take. The correct move. But so they decide to make the rice right after he's eaten, so maybe In he'll be inclined. I will I'd say, eat that fucking rice, Peter. There's a part of me, yeah, exactly, that's like, you know, honestly, this is a bonus. So I should get my normal food and then this on top of it, really. So fuck all of you. Yep. But it's not going to endear anyone to you. I mean, is anyone endeared to Pete yet? No. But he's very stoked for his breakfast. He said he's been dreaming about it, but he is feeling guilty. Charlotte asks if she can like look at him, <laughs> look at it briefly with him. And he's, yum. if you want to. And then she's like, yeah, I'm not going to get any closer. This is as close as I can get. It's too delicious. I'll go mad with hunger. Then we watch Pete orgasm over his first drink of orange juice. Right. He's got his OJ, his coffee, some bacon, some eggs. Cries because the food is from God. Right. He says grace. Licks his plate keen. It's really crazy. Tries some more. It's crazy that God specifically gave Peter the win amongst all the other people on the island. Right. I mean, it's because he's been asking God for it. He said, God, I need food to go on. Give it to me, please. He's a very emotional eater. Yes. And then he walks straight into the ocean to clean up. There's a fun moment where the... <laughs> to clean up. <laughs> After he orgasmed with that first drink of orange juice. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to go wipe up quick. There's a fun moment where the camera's like panning around him in a circle as he guzzles his OJ. What the fuck is this? With his eyes closed. What is this camera choice? Every time we saw him drink orange juice, his eyes were closed. Cut back to the others, making their rice and portioning it out very sadly. And then Pete. God man that he is sacrifices his rice portion to the others. And you know, before heading to immunity, Charlotte says that she doesn't even know if she wants to stay, but she'll still try because she's not a little quitter baby. Or that she wasn't sure even up till this moment, but that she has decided that ultimately she does want to win a million pounds. Yes. Okay. Well, should we take a quick break and then come back to immunity? That sounds great. Put the flavor in the fish, put the flavor in the rice. It's the number one spice. Welcome back to Survivor UK or Survivor Cast International Survivor UK episode 10. 
Coming back to the number one song in the UK, late August 2001, Let's Dance by Five. One of the last moments before innocence was stolen by us, from us, by us? Is that me tipping my cards that I think the U.S. government did 9-11 as an inside job? I'll never say. <laughs> Just kidding. Am I? Maybe I think the Twin Towers were a hologram the whole time. Maybe I think my husband's insane. I'm just kidding. I don't think any of those things. I promise. I really don't. Do you? Mm. All right. Take us to immunity, boo-boo. Immunity. Mark Austin tells us that it's all about luck. Just like surviving has a little bit of luck to it. Unless you can't swim. There are 25 chests on the seafloor. Inside one of them is an idol. All I'm, you have to do is dive down, collect a chest, look for the idol. If it's not in that idol, in that chest, abandon the chest and dive down and look for another. Do you see how much beautiful coral they're destroying during this challenge? Are they fucking up the coral? Yes. They're like pulling chests out of live coral. Oh, God. Yeah. You see like Zoe like bring a chunk of it up and then it falls back down. That's hilarious because someone, I think, on a later season of some iteration of Survivor got in trouble for bringing pieces of coral off the island and were charged, like, a bunch of money. I mean, they fucked it up. Yeah, and the coral reef is, like, currently dying in yeah, real life. Yeah, 100%. No good. All Zoe's fart, fart, fault. It started here. So, okay, you can only, it seems like you can only grab one chest at a time. There yes. are little tiny chests that they're able to grab with one hand. And then swim back and check it. You have to check it at the raft, it also seems like. There's a big pile of little tiny empty chests and everyone being like, where's that damn idol? I feel like I would do pretty well at this challenge. Yes. You have to be a fast swimmer to do well. It's just a, a race to collect as many chests as you can. And a little bit of luck on your side. Uh, and we just get continuous shots of various people diving and, and then checking as they go. This is a very boring and terrible challenge. It's silly as fuck to watch. With no commentary, it's fucking boring. I think the challenge itself is pretty stupid and not dynamic and not very exciting. It needs at least another element added to it. At the very least, you should like be maybe you're looking for a key that'll unlock a puzzle piece, and there's like a key for all of them. But there's like, or you each have so many puzzle pieces you have to collect, and it's like I don't know. Maybe you don't know what chest. Like, oh, you have five purple pieces to collect, but but what if you collect you other people's colors? You have to leave them where they are. But you are checking them at the raft. <laughs> Throw them back. Listen, doesn't I'm, work. It's not Fail. my. It's not my. You're job. not Peter coming up with challenges. <laughs> exactly. Leave it to the experts. All right. So Richard wins. Yes, he finds it. This is like just like this is like college LRG level challenge. A thousand percent. I have in my notes right here that by Char, but they should get rid of Pete here. They should have it right there. Damn, you called it in my notes. Damn, without even peeking ahead. Nope. And then we go to Big Dick Mick. I just have to say that in a season of <laughs> underwhelming 
and anticlimactic wins. This one is the least climactic and most underwhelming. So you know what, Cody? I'm going to say that this should be the challenge that you have to commentate. You have to take the worst challenge okay. that we've seen thus far and, and make it better with your commentary. Am I doing it as Jeff Probst? Well, as Mark Austin, but yes. But without his accent. Exactly, because you can't. The queen would be mad. Okay. So post-immunity, Charlotte is completely resigned and ready to be voted off, saying she had a good time, but she's not sad. It's just her time to go. You talked about Big Dick Mick. He's wearing a fucking Speedo, and it makes his cock look fucking huge. It's definitely, like, padded out, and it has, like, a little, like, compartment for your penis to go in, which I think indicates to me... Definitely. Okay. It definitely, that's not just his dick in his Speedo. It, like, has a a compartment for you to put your cock in, which I feel like is definitely padded out. And I've seen lots of people in Speedos, I, and I, I've never seen anyone's dick look that big in a Speedo. That's because it's not just a, <laughs> a Speedo. A normal Speedo. Right, you can tell by okay. looking at it. It's like, it, they're strange underwear, I feel. Or maybe Mick just has a giant penis. I don't care. I'm not, like, <laughs> getting defensive about cock size. I'm just saying, I don't think he's just wearing a normal Speedo. Yes. I think it, it like, it has a cock compartment that is designed to make your dick look bigger, I feel like. Okay. Just because I doubt Mick has the biggest penis I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mick feels like Charlotte is not a threat, but Peter is. So he starts planting the seeds that maybe votes should be put toward him. Everyone seems to be down for that except for Richard. Yes, he's very uneasy at the idea. Um, Jackie, when she's talking to Richard about it, is kind of like, well, either we all go for it or none of us go for it. We should vote as a block. And if you now go tell Pete, you look like a big hero and we just all look like assholes. And Richard's like, well, you know, no promises. Um, and I did promise to tell him. Yes. He's like, I did promise that when, because Pete wants to know, he wants to be informed when he's about to be voted off. Right. He doesn't want it to be a surprise. He probably wants to bring all his belongings. Feels like it really like, early days of survivor request yes if someone were to make that request to be like no fuck up i'm not going to tell you when you're getting voted off that's the entire point of the game exactly and if i do know that you're being voted off we're probably not in that tight of an alliance yes richard i guess feels like pete is the only genuine friendship he's made on the island so that complicates it further but he does decide to go along with it yes um, they only have rice for a few days, or they've only eaten rice for a few days, so they decide to kill some rats and eat them for supplement. Another good night sh- footage moment. Yes, we see Richard chopping some rats. Okay, but then you see them cook these rats on this, like, metal contraption thing. It's like a grill. When the fuck was this in, like, the cook? When did they get this? It looks like a grill cover or some type of grate type thing. Yes. I guess they did get some cooking supplies. I don't know. I feel like they are just given shit by production and they don't explain it. Peter, help us out here. Where did this cooking stuff come from? It'd be funny. If it just washed up with that lighter. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. This is when we know that everyone is voting for Pete, except for Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't know. And then Richard comes to tell Pete 
oh, no, do you have something but before first, that? Before that, no one thinks that anyone's going to tell Pete. Yes. Zoe says that she's specifically not going to tell Pete because she's a huge coward. Yes. Yes. And then Richard's like, well, I, I have to tell him. I told him I would. He goes and tells him and Peter is guttered and feels betrayed and he's very upset. But he doesn't really do anything to start mobilizing any type of defense. No. Um, and then cut to Mick. Oh, God. His ass. No, no. I just want to. Last episode, I was speculating. Have we seen the end of comical Mick? Has Michael emerged and sausage up my ass? Hilarious clown Mick. Is he out the window? No, no. On this episode, he's had an infection of wood lice. Namely in his ass. So he's having the women rub kerosene on his bare ass or I guess in his thong clad ass to try to drive the wood ticks out. But it says right here or wood lice that despite its fearsome appearance, the wood. Oh, no, that's a spider. Just kidding. (laughs) There's no spiders in his ass. Wood lice. Okay. They seem to be like, and they're like in his groin. He's like, yeah, it's so gross. He's like pulling his speedo aside right where like his thigh and groin meet and being like, oh, I've got like terrible lice burrowing under me skin here, matey. Uh, They look like millipedes. Oh, God. And they're crustaceans related to shrimps and crabs. This is, uh. This is what they fucking look like. Woodlouse? Ew. Jesus, Mick. And they're all over his ass. He said they're like burrowing under his skin. That's pretty intense. Uh, And they secrete a bad smell through their exoskeleton. So Mick has like stinky ass and balls covered in wood lice right now. Exactly. These somewhat large millipede things. Oh god, they're disgusting. Poor Mick. Hmm. Um, Jackie says that she's never seen a 50-year-old man's ass in a thong before. (laughs) And not me, Jackie, but other Jackies. So then Zoe and Mick briefly discuss voting for Jackie. Um, Jackie says she's having a really good time stirring the pot and causing chaos around tribe which it's surprising because i feel like jackie has been sowing the least amount of chaos compared to like fucking charlotte and zoe and eve but okay at least in her own approximation she's like being a real little stinker and like causing a bunch of problems and loving every minute of it she is specifically talking about wanting to vote out zoe instead of mick when they get to like the final four or something and do like a her Richard, Eve, and Mick thing instead of her Richard, Eve, and Zoe. It's funny how much people on Ular are chomping at the bit to get the opportunity to vote amongst themselves. They really are, which we'll see come to fruition here in a minute. Richard tells Zoe that Jackie cannot be trusted. Zoe's totally down to betray Jackie. Um, but Richard's not planning on betraying Jackie. He just wants to see Zoe's reaction to yes, it. Yes, yes. It's all a ploy. Um, we do get this comment from Zoe that uh, she sees Richard very little and talks to him even less. They have like a perfect marriage-esque mm-hmm. relationship, which is a sad comment. And uh, we've got a little bit of time of Peter and Charlotte hanging out in the water 
with Pete telling Char she doesn't have to pack her bags. And she is gagged. She's She's absolutely gagged. gagged. And a little bit defensive on his behalf in a way I didn't expect. Like, how the fuck are they doing this to you? It is like, oh, after all he's done, which, I mean, from everyone's account, he doesn't really do anything. So I don't know where that's coming from. Now, there's a reference here. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, before that, I just want to say that um, they should be using this moment, Pete and Charlotte, right? And maybe even pulling Richard in to, like, hatch a plan to somehow turn the vote in a different way or vote someone else off or blindside somebody, pull in one more person. It's just funny that they just like, oh, this is such a bummer. I'm so unhappy about this. Uh, Are you looking up here? May I? There's a moment... Oh, no, <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. There is a moment, Jacqueline. Yes. Where Charlotte calls Jackie, Zoe, and Mick the witches of Eastwick. It's Absolutely. A, it's a John Updike reference to the book and the movie, The Witches of Eastwick. Right. Which we watched with your mother here. Yes. It's a classic mom movie. A little awkward, but that's okay. It's a strange movie. Um, but it does lead me to ask, in The Witches of Eastwick... We have three witches. Yes. We have Cher, Susan Sarandon, Mm -hmm. and Michelle Pfeiffer. 100%. Between Jackie, Zoe, and Mick, who is Cher, who is Susan Sarandon, and who is Michelle Pfeiffer? Well, I mean, Jackie is Susan Sarandon. Okay. I mean, I don't want Mick to be Cher, but I think Mick, Mick is, Cher. is Cher. and Eve is Michelle Pfeiffer. Snap out of it. There's or a Zoe? sausage in my ass. Hmm, maybe so. Zoe is Susan Sarandon and Jackie is Michelle Pfeiffer. But Mick is definitely Cher. No, no. Zoe's definitely Michelle Pfeiffer and Jackie is Susan Sarandon. I okay. Think. I love it. And Mick is Cher. Mick is Cher. But then who's Jack Nicholson, a.k.a. Satan? I mean... Shouldn't it really be Charlotte? Is Charlotte Jack Nicholson? Or is fucking Pete Jack Nicholson? Because he's oh. like the evil one tearing them all apart. Or is Mark Austin Jack Nicholson? Or is fucking Richard? Hashtag survivors your... of Eastwick. <laughs> Hashtag witches of UK. You... Ha- Hashtag witches of Pulautiga. Pulautiga. Yes. Love it, love it. Zoe is just fussy with everyone at this point. Very much so. Um, She gets annoyed at Jackie uh, saying that she doesn't actually like Eve, but she's just being nice to Eve because it's nice. It makes it nice here to be nice. Being nice to Eve makes it nice here. Right. And I don't want an unpleasant environment. Um, Everyone thinks that Pete has no idea. He's about to be voted off. Little do they know. He's full aware. And that they can't wait to cackle in his face as he leaves. And then right before Tribal, we have this just run of Zoe mocking everybody. Uh, she's making like... fun of Richard. She makes fun of Charlotte and Eve. And then she, um, when making fun of Charlotte, she's like, oh, going to come back to camp and be like, pardon, pardon, no chocolate tonight. Which definitely is a reference all the way back to the auction. Still upset at this perceived idea that Charlotte got, like, too much chocolate. Or or... complained about not getting enough chocolate when she got an equal amount. Definitely holding a grudge completely unnecessarily. Yeah. Okay, should we go to tribal? Let's go to tribal. 
Mark Austin once again explains mm-hmm. what will happen in the event of a tie. And we see the boys. The boys being Andy and James. And what are on their shirts, Cody? They're wearing these yellow shirts with blue writing on them. Andy's says R, and then beneath it, it says Matthew 41819. So can we assume that he's like talking to Richard there? Because the other one says Eve. Yeah, James's shirt says Eve 2857. All right. So was Peter completely correct in our... Oh, damn. Are you going to get a Bible? I am. God damn, breaking out the Bible. So it seems like Peter was possibly correct in the idea that they were communicating him through their T-shirts, referencing Bible references or Bible verses. And uh, I guess the first question is, how are they making these T-shirts and why is production allowing them to communicate with cast members through their T-shirts? Well, and especially knowing that fucking pete has a bible and reads his bible daily and like definitely seeing the dailies seeing pete being like oh they're fucking communicating with me through my bible i don't know if that bible's gonna work it might work it might be like a weird like psalm bible or something i don't know what's the verse uh so we've got matthew 4 18 19 okay. it might be easier to look up using our no, digital bible it. nope Let's see who can get there first. Wait, but what was it again? Matthew, Matthew 4, 18, 19. I'm there. Like, legitimately there. All right. Matthew 4, 18, and 19. It says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called to Peter Simon. and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake. For they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fisher of men. Whoa. Stupid. It referenced all of our favorites, Simon, Andy, Peter. Now I'm confused on how to look up the other one because it says Eve 2857. But I looked up Deuteronomy 2857. The afterbirth from her womb and the children she bears. For in her dire need, she intends to eat them secretly. Because of the suffering your enemy will inflict on you during the siege of your cities. Mm, I don't think that's right. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I think they're maybe trying to give like some really fucked up message across. What is it? 57? Eve 2857. Okay. When I looked that up, that's what came up. Deuteronomy 2857. Read it again to me. She, she will hide from them the afterbirth and the new baby she has born so that she herself can secretly eat them. She will have nothing else to eat during the siege and the terrible distress that your enemy will inflict on all your towns. Like Eve is going to eat them alive? I think it's like something about like you're like under siege from your enemy, so you have nothing else to eat but your baby and its afterbirth. Gross. It's pretty fucking hardcore. That is really fucking hardcore. It seems like the type of fucked up shit Andy would say. It is kind of like the fucked up shit they'd say. All right. So cool. I'm All I have to say is there's no wonder that no one picked up on the pending 9-11 because these messages are very unclear and obscure. Very. How could we possibly stop the towers from falling? Cody. Okay. 
Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I, until we surpass the September 11th episode, the jokes oh will... God. There is not going to be an episode on September 11th, boo. But they're, they're, The whole season will finish before that. I know, but it premiered in 2001. So you're going to... And we're in August. So you're going to talk about it for the rest of the season? No, just till next episode. What? You seem so confused. I the, am. The joke has apparently run dry okay. as far as your humor with it. Yes. So I'll I have no idea here. what you're talking about now. September comes after August. Right. We're going through week by week when these episodes would have aired. So you think that you think that one of them would have come out around the time of September 11th? I mean, most definitely an episode would have premiered in September around the 11th. Okay. Of, yeah. I thought the season would be done by then. No, because, I mean, we're on episode 10, and so we're, like, in late August right now. We're, like, August 28th. Oh, okay. So, okay. I didn't realize that. It's okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Got it. It's a stupid joke to be No, with. it's okay. Let's go. Okay. Uh, people are going to vote. After they yeah, talk. Yes. Annie and James <laughs> both look weirdly smug as they sit on the jury. Yes, they do. They can't wait to pick the winner. Um, Peter scrambling to consult his Bible when he sees their shirts. Uh, Richard, the only person with mud on this time. I didn't see who put mud on this time. Uh... Pete says that he got this far in the game on teamwork and personality. Yet, isn't it like Pete's personality that they are particularly like kicking him out for? Uh, isn't that like right. why they want him to leave? Not only because he's like a good player at immunities but also because they're sick of fucking listening to him complain at camp he admits that it's not the best personality but he's gotten this far on whatever personality he has which i guess at that point is a fairly nothing statement yeah i guess i've gotten this far because i've gotten this far gotten this far because my alliance of six wanted to beat that alliance of five charlotte speaks again on how Immunity was her only chance at survival, really acting it up, even knowing Pete is going home or suspecting that he might go home. Right. There's confirmation from Pete that Pete's going home, but you can never fully know, I guess, is her thought. Mick goes to vote first. Um, I have a second note here that only Richard seems to be the only person who did a little mud bath this time. <laughs> I see no one else covered in mud and he is dipped head to toe in mud. I mean, some, I think some people have it as like a, it's bad luck if I don't dip myself in the mud volcano. It's a failing of the show that not everyone fully dips in the mud every single or time. Or you should have to get some mud on you. Like the, I get not the full dip. They like should made have it to like do a whole thing. Put some somewhere. You should have to put either an M or an A on your forehead in mud. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Did you get their votes? Uh, lots of or I, after Richard's um, covered Charlotte, in muddy mud. Uh, Charlotte 
votes for Eve. Yes, just to give her another tick in the book bucket. Just, just for points. Uh, Richard calls Pete big guy when he <laughs> votes for him and says he's the most honest guy I know, which is a funny thing to do when you're kind of stabbing someone in the back. Yeah, 1,000%. I guess Richard less so than anyone else because he, he told him. Right. But still, funny thing to say in this moment. Really? And I guess it's just like they had issues with Pete particularly because of his like problem with voting particular people off or like not telling people. So I guess it is like, well, he is a really honest dude. He's very honest, but he's also very lazy and (laughs) holier than thou kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I keep getting Pete mixed up with Adrian. I keep thinking like, <laughs> oh, Adrian or Pete would talk about laying in bed and having his mom wait on him. But that was a completely wait, different yeah, person. Pete is like a model. He's a model. Yeah. But he's not a model survivor player. Clearly not. Okay. So the votes come in. What are those votes, Cody? You'll never believe it. One for Charlotte. What? One for Eve. What? Five for Peter. Damn it. And just like last week, it's just vote after vote after vote for the same person. Uh, Yeah. And okay, Mark Austin, you really have to like turn each parchment (laughs) upside down and around to read it when it just says fucking Pete. When it's four fucking (laughs) letters that say Pete, you can't just like unravel it and look at it upside down and say Pete or just you went to count the fucking votes and line up the ones being in order. So no. Oh yeah. I read one for Charlotte and one for Eve. So the rest are all going to be Pete. He's checked out at this point. Uh, he tells feet, uh, feet. He tells Pete to, <laughs> to fetch get his feet out of here. Fetch your torch. Cheerio. Chap, chap. And then he tells him to snuff, snuff himself. yourself. He watches Pete snuff himself Go real good. Go snuff yourself, Pete. Ooh, snuff yourself and let me watch it. Make everybody watch it. Pete says he considers it an honor that they broke their word to vote him off, but considers it dishonorable that they couldn't tell it to his face. Yeah, that's like some big fighting words. Mark Austin's all like, oi, and then there were six. Um... Do you think that Richard made a good move in telling Pete? I don't know. I guess it might endear the jury to him if he makes it to the point where the jury is voting on him to get the million. Maybe. It might endear Pete to him at the least, I guess. And then Pete's going to go have sway with Andy and fucking... I think at the end, it didn't really make any difference one way or the other. No. I wish Pete and Richard and fucking Charlotte had, like, at least made some attempt to save Pete. No, they don't even care. It's like, okay, bye. There's three of you. Why don't you do something? Why don't you try to pull someone else over to your side and vote someone else off? Because Mick and fucking... Because what? It's Mick, Jackie... Eve and, Eve and Zoe. Who the fuck are you going to pull over? Zoe, maybe. Uh, She's a wild card. No, no also, fucking way. It's like just because Richard is telling Pete that he's being voted off doesn't mean Richard doesn't want Pete to go home as exactly. well. Um, I will say that Zoe makes a comment of it takes a hell of a lot more than physical strength and you don't cut up. Oh, God. And then Eve says, you're mentally weak. (laughs) Just gets right to the heart of it. Just like super cutthroat. Pete looks very hurt. And then he, uh, the little voiceover, Pete was helped by his faith 
but hindered by his hunger. Tomorrow, Pete's story. Da, da, da. And that's episode 10. Alrighty. That was a good episode-ish. Mm. I liked the balance beam. That was fun. I get, but no, the it was beam, just shit. It was a shit episode. It's so it's also pedestrian. Both the reward challenge and the immunity yes. challenge are things that you and I could go set up in a park in like a day with a lake without the full power of a produ- production company and a television company behind us. Yeah, it's all very like add two more elements to both the reward and the immunity challenge. So does that mean you're going to use one of these challenges to do your talking over since they were so uncool? We'll for sure do the queen's challenge with the dive for the chest. Hell yeah. All right. Is there anything that you want to plug before we're out of here? Um, I don't think so. Well, cool. Follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Look for our upcoming South Africa and Philly content. And come back every Monday for UK Mondays. UK Mondays. Mondays across the pond. Until we get all the way through season two. We're just clucking along. Yeah. And then maybe by the time we get through season two, a season three will have been announced and produced and aired. Or uh, Redux season one. Do you think we'll just go back and do season one again? No, like they will call it season one of Survivor. Oh, that's a question. Do you think, would you want them to restart the numbering or call it season three? Restart it. It's going to be wholly different. Wholly different. Absolutely. All right. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Peace. You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at Reality Pod INT on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening.